Yo. Hey, yo, what's up? All right, what's up, bro? All right, what's up, guys? Today we have my buddy, Brendan Preco, also known as Real Studios. What's going on, bro? Yeah, nothing much. What about you, man? Not much. Just disappointed on the way the season ended, but... <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I know. But, um, yeah, so let's get in right into it. So first, before I, like, ask you everything, like, introduce yourself so they know who you are and stuff. Um... Yeah, most people know me as B-Real Studios. Uh, I cover, like, you know, Michigan and Midwest uh, high school players. Uh, Amani Bates covered mostly him this year for Ball is Life. Um, so anytime you see him posted on, like, Ball is Life, you know, that's me. Uh, and I've been doing it for, like, a year. So, I mean, that's probably how most people know me. How did you, like, first get into the Ball is Life thing? Did they just, like, reach out to you over DM or something? Um, my good, good friend, Eric, uh, most people probably know him too. If they know me, um, Eric gets buckets. Yeah. He had that like job before me covering for Imani and he knew he wanted to like be on his own this season. Uh So he didn't want to leave them high and dry. So he kind of like introduced us, you know, and we decided it would be a good fit. So, yeah. Damn. That's really sick, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I'm um, all right. Yeah, let's get into it. So I know obviously you are a Michigan State fan, but you know more about recruiting, as you told me. So first things first, I got to ask you. So what do you think about Cream Maine? Um, I know Michigan State, I don't think he's the highest on their board right now, but I know Izzo has shown interest. Do you think any chance Michigan State can land him, or do you think he's off the board now? Um, I don't know him personally. I've never really interacted with him or anything, but I you know, know people, and I've heard – I've heard, obviously, you know, sources are never, like, 100%, but I've heard it's pretty much Marquette or overseas. Um, I don't really think Michigan State has a chance, but after I heard that, I know Izzo went in and visited. So, I mean, they could make a run for him, I guess, but more likely than not, I believe it's between Marquette and overseas. And I think it's leaning Marquette in that decision. That's, I mean, that's crazy to me, like, I, I'm not trying to be a hater, but like, what? Not even Michigan State, but why? Why not just go overseas? Like, what's the point of going to Marquette? I mean, <laughs> like I said, I haven't really personally talked to him. I I don't really know. Uh, I, just probably some fits are better for others. Mm-hmm. You know. I, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, but um, who would you like compare his game to? For those, I mean, I'm not saying you know he's gonna come to Michigan State, but if he ever did, like, what kind of player do you think he plays like? Uh, like I said, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really watched him. But he's a lengthier guy. I mean, he's the best prospect out of Canada right now, mm-hmm. um, um, which, you know, produced a lot of talent in the recent years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's explosive. He's, like, a lengthier point guard. Uh, it would be different, you know, than having – Cassius, you know, they're very different players. I think I think Cream is what is he six four? Yeah, I think he's like six three or six six four. Four, six, three, six four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so he's much more of a downhill point guard, you know, slasher, get to the basket. Mm-hmm. Um not as much of a shooter, but obviously, you know, division one prospect, you can still exactly. make open shots. Yeah, like cause I I haven't really watched him as like you said, but from the looks, I mean I know you're gonna laugh, but like he kind of remind me of Anthony Edwards, like the way he plays, but obviously yeah. explosive. 
Yeah, I could see that because Edwards going to college, it was the same. Like, can he? Sh- Sorry, can he shoot? Question mark. You know. Yeah. So. Sure. Um. But yeah. So obviously, like I know, like I said before, guys, he know he's a Michigan State fan, so I have to ask him. Um, what do you think about Xavier Tillman, man? You think he's played his last game as a Spartan? Um. Obviously, this is all speculation. I don't have any inside source or anything for this, but uh-huh. I would believe so, just because. You know, he has two kids, so at this point, if he – depends on where he's projected. Uh, what is he, like, late first right now? Late first, oh, early second? I looked at Bleach Report. I could have sworn the other day, dude, and it was 28th in the first. 28th, so, yeah, late first. I mean, there is a difference between a first-round contract and a second-round contract, but having two kids, it's definitely – I could definitely see him just doing what's probably best for his family, which is you know, get an NBA contract. But at the same time, I could see him wanting to finish a degree. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I, I would definitely think right now I'm expecting him to leave. I'm like the same as you. Like I'm like 50-50 on it. I asked um, a Michigan State reporter. I'm cool with Chris Solari. And he mm-hmm. said the same thing. He's like, I think if I had to pick, I would say he's probably going to leave. But I don't know, dude. Because like I was trying to say was – he was 28th, but I checked yesterday, and they moved him down to, like, 40. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's – there's definitely, I think, question marks on how he would be in the pros because I know he hit a step-back uh, jumper against Ohio State, but he's not a guy that can stretch the floor and is undersized for uh, NBA center. So, but he can – he's shown he can guard any position – or maybe not point guard, but four positions – Mm-hmm. So and that's always valuable. I can definitely see him maybe being a, a similar to Draymond. If he lands on the right team, he can be successful as a like a leader and defensively. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's true. And to the point, because I know obviously you've been raving about him as a as have I. But with Matt, I'm not. I'm gonna mess his first name up with Maddie Cisco coming in. Like oh, Sissoko, yeah. Oh, Sissoko, yeah. But um. You even said like you could see Cisco being or whatever his name is a late yeah. or first round maybe lottery after the first year. So that's why I was like saying I don't know if Tillman will leave, but if he did, it wouldn't be that big of a drop off. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean Sissoko with him, mm-hmm. he's really he has like you take pot- potential and put it into a player like that's him like. Mm-hmm. he's the definition of being a raw potential player mm-hmm. because he's been playing basketball for or is three. I don't know. He came for over to Wasatch Academy in Utah like a couple of years ago. And he's just been developing like crazy. He's been moving up the rankings. Yeah. Uh, he's a freaking nature too. So he's, it's a, it was definitely a good pickup for the Michigan State 2020 class. Yeah, I agree with you. I was going to ask because – you seen? Have you ever watched him in person? Because like by highlights, um, no, you haven't. I haven't because when I saw his AAU team play at Peace Gym this past year, Vegas Elite, he was injured with that weird accident that happened on a visit, right? Yeah. So he got injured. <laughs> um, so I haven't. No. Okay, for sure. All right, but enough of that. Let's get into where you you really know your stuff. So twenty twenty one recruiting. But before I get into that. You think Michigan State's done with 2020, right? If they get another one, you think it would probably be like a transfer or something? Like, yeah, I I haven't heard about them going after 
really anyone besides Maine. And like I said, I I would be surprised if he comes to Michigan State. So exactly, yeah, that's what I've I've heard as well. But for twenty twenty one, obviously, it's probably going to be at least a three player class, maybe more. So obviously, for the fan, all right, for the fans that don't know, but everyone probably knows who we're going after. Uh, what's the biggest names that Michigan State fans should watch out for? You think? Um, biggest names, well, obviously, if Amani reclasses, Amani Bates is going to be the biggest name by far. Mm-hmm. He's a once-in-generational prospect uh, as of right now. Uh-huh. Um, the other guys, like in-state, Jaden Atkins, uh, 6'3", wing out of Farmington High School in Michigan. Pierre Brooks, 6'5", wing out of Detroit Frederick Douglass in Michigan. Then out-of-state um, – I know we were looking at Caleb first, but obviously he committed to Purdue. Yeah. Uh, there's they've shown interest in Charles Bediaco, uh-huh. um, but I, I don't not a whole lot recently. Yeah. Um, I know a few guys that most people probably don't know about have been on visits, like Malachi Branham mm-hmm. from St. Vincent St. Mary's. So he went on a visit. Uh late football season. I know Brandon Westing out of Chicago, he's been on a visit. And then, oh, and then Kobe Bufkin, yeah. our Grand Rapids Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's another wing. So it's just a, a really loaded wing class, and that's even, like, on a national perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's one, I think, issue with this class is all of the top guys are wings, pretty much. It seems like a lot of these guys for that class, a lot of them are like good in-state prospects, but I get the feeling that none of those guys, unless like Amani were to reclassify, would be like one-and-done players. You know what I'm saying? Like they seem like they're all like maybe – I don't know about the point guards like Akins, but like Brooks and First, all them. I feel like those are like two- to three-year players at least. Do you, do you agree or no? Yeah, 100%. Um, even if you talk to different scouts around Michigan, like – We'll tell you that this class has a lot of depth. Like, even, like, the Michigan class, like, mm-hmm. in-state has a lot of depth, but not, like, a standout. Or, I, yeah, I think we have two – it depends on who you go off of, but 247, we have two guys in the top 100 from the state, and they're not even Atkins and – Brooks. I mean – Brooks. Or, I, know or, he is. <laughs> I know. Atkins, Brooks, and Buffking are – they're all, like, really even in talent, like, it's hard to compare them. They're fairly similar, but they're all hanging around like that 80 to 110 range. Mm-hmm. So we don't have like a, a standout, you know, like we've had in the past. Exactly. But out of all those guys you named, as we said first, I don't know why, but committed to Purdue last week. So who would be like the realistic names, like out of all those guys you named that could, that you could see going to Michigan State for 2020? Um, realistically, I could see. Jaden going to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, honestly, I, I and like the three wings in the state, they're all very talented players. I can see any of them landing at Michigan State. Um, I don't know if we would necessarily like, I feel like between Jaden Atkins, uh, Pierre Brooks, and Kobe Buffkin, I feel like it would be hard to get two of them, um, in the same class mm-hmm. just, just simply because they're so similar. They're all, I think, Jaden 6'3". I think Kobe and Pierre are both 6'5", 6'4". Mm-hmm. So they're all, you know, similar guys. Um, 
and they've all been on a lot of visits. Uh, I've seen them at games. I know Jaden and Kobe were just at senior night. Yep, as was Amani. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. But um. So I mean, obviously, yeah. Like we know about. I I think Jaden will probably come, but you you really don't think um Brooks or Buffkin like you don't see two of them coming out of those three. I mean, it's all speculation. Like, uh, like I said, they're very similar. Um, I know they're all friends. They all play on the same AAU team. Mm-hmm. Um, then they all have lots of options. Like, they're not really highly ranked, but they they all have like ten to fifteen offers. I I, I don't I, like off the top of my head, just Big Tens. Uh, I know Missouri has been coming at all or at Brooks and Jaden pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I know Northwestern has as well. I know DePaul has. Um, I know Michigan has offered Brooks, Atkins. I don't know if they've offered Buffing. They may have. I don't know for sure. But Yeah. Um, so, like I said, they're very similar. I would love having more than one because I know how talented they are. I just don't know how realistic that is, especially with the class being even nationally just so wing heavy. Exactly. I agree. Um, before I ask you about obviously the big one, which people are going to want to know, I want to, what's your take on like Jawan Howard? I know, like, I think I've asked you about that before, like over text, but I, I just feel like his, um, like his philosophy of recruiting isn't like how Mel Tucker for football is like, he wants to get all the good guys in the state. I feel like Jawan's just, he's just going off the nationally ranked guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even, like, he took a long time, I think, to offer any in-state guys. I think Pierre was the first one to get a Michigan offer, mm-hmm. and Jaden just got his Michigan offer recently. And like I said, I, I can't remember whether or not Buffking even got it. But uh, he's definitely gone after more nationally known prospects like Josh Christopher, Isaiah mm-hmm. Todd, Greg Brown, uh, Hunter Dickinson. And part of it is because he has these relationships to do that. Both of his sons have been playing on the EYBL circuit, so he's familiar with all the coaches and um, and even the players because his sons were teammates with some of them. And obviously, he does bring something that only a few coaches can, which is that NBA experience both as a player and as an assistant coach. Uh-huh. And for guys like that, I mean, of course, everyone loves college basketball, you know, but they want to get to the league uh-huh. and if they're going to make the decision that they feel can help them get there the fastest. It's like how Duke is at this point, you know? Yeah. They, they have their goal in mind and they're going to do, they're going to make the decision they think is best for them to reach that goal. And for some guys, especially with Izzo, he doesn't have, I know this year has been a little different, but Izzo has a reputation of not playing freshman a whole lot, you know? Exactly. hundred percent. So that's why Izzo, I think, is going to continue to target more in-state guys, um, continue to get those four-year guys, and even turn some of these, like, four-year guys into two- or three-year guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, Xavier Tillman coming out of high school, if you would have told me he's gonna, he has the potential to leave early for the NBA draft, I would have laughed. Yeah. So <laughs> it's even – uh, Aaron Henry was in the draft conversation this year prior to the season. His stock kind of fell, but 
coming. He was, I think, one of our lowest ranked recruits, uh, depending on what, what sites you Yeah, use. he was a three so, for sure, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's just different philosophies. So I don't necessarily think Howard is going to hurt us recruiting. You know, I don't think Michigan is going to turn into a recruiting war zone between MSU and mm-hmm. U of M. But it's definitely interesting because they're just so different. I, I agree, dude. I mean, I'm not worried about them, but, like, you know, I mean, I'm just like, holy shit, he's already getting these guys in year one. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. like – I know, like, you, you're you saying the NBA relationships. I just have a feeling it's all about the Fab Five. I bet you that's what sells the players. And, I like, I remember watching on TV Jalen Rose. He has that TV show, like, Jalen Jacoby mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. I remember Christopher went on that show. I'm like, you know, that's bullshit, like – that you know what I mean? Like obviously Jawan called him and said, Bring him on to help. Like that's just dumb. Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean, are you familiar with the EYBL? Yeah, I know exactly. Yourself. Yeah. Like EYBL, right? Right. Yeah. Jawan, both of his sons are on that circuit right now and they're on or Jace was, he's obviously not anymore. Uh-huh. But uh so he knows those coaches and he those, um, like yeah, the coaches and the different staff, and even I don't know how many different teams they played for, but Jace was running with the Chicago EYBL team, uh, Macri and Fire, mm-hmm. and Jet, his youngest, was with the Florida team that also had Isaiah Todd on it. So I think those relationships definitely help a lot because mm-hmm. the EYBL, in terms of the circuit, AAU, like the AAU circuits, is so far ahead of the Adidas and the Under Armour one. Uh huh. So if you have those connections to those coaches, and especially with these guys, they trust their AAU coaches honestly more than they trust their high school coaches. Like, because they know AAU coaches, okay, we want you to get recruited. We want to do what's best for you. We want mm-hmm. we want you to make it to your dream school and have a good fit and have a good career. Yeah, exactly. So, I yeah. I was just going to say, I think Jace played at a Florida school too. I think it was Northwestern, mm-hmm. whatever, because – where I live in Florida, that's like an hour away. And I remember last year he played with Vernon Carey and Scotty Barnes there. That's yeah, I didn't, but obviously Scotty's at Mount Verde now and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like let's finish with the obviously the big question. So I'm not asking you to tell me like if you've talked to him, but I know that you know Amani Bates personally. And what do you think's gonna happen? Do you think he's gonna end up reclassifying? And if he ends up reclassifying, do you believe it's like a done deal to Michigan State, or so you can talk about that? <laughs> um, obviously, no one really knows for certain. Amani doesn't even know what he's gonna do, but I would definitely lean more towards the reclassing, and especially since if you look at Amani right now, how his because he's been he his father has said like Amani's gonna stay in state; he's not gonna go to a prep school. But then if you look at who Amani Bates is playing right now, uh-huh. he plays in I don't wanna be mean to the other teams, <laughs> but one of the one of the weakest leagues in the state. And even after I don't know if you saw you yeah, you saw the fight that I happened. watch all the videos, dude. There he plays yeah. against some shitty teams. I was <laughs> he, he does. Like I don't wanna be rude, but he does. Yeah. And um you saw the fight that happened against Ann Arbor Pioneer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean everyone saw that. Uh-huh. And after that game, his his dad, uh, EJ, had said, uh, if he keep, continues to play in the, these leagues, kids are gonna take you know cheap shots at him, and mm-hmm. it's how you have injuries happen. And that he needs to move leagues, like they need to restructure the leagues so 
that he can play against like the better Ann Arbor schools. Um, and so he can play against better competition and, you know, improve his game because he is still a sophomore. He still has a lot to grow. I mean, he doesn't look like one, but he still has a lot of growing as like physically and like skill wise. Yeah, so, exactly. Or my bad. <laughs> yeah. I, but he, if the league stays the same as competition doesn't really change, if I was him, I would get bored of dropping 40, 40, 45 points on these kids that have no business playing against him. And if he's not going to move prep, like, I could see him being like, okay, I'm done with this. Let's move on to college. Um. So with that, yeah, so people are going to be like, what does that mean? I get what you're saying. So honestly, like, we should be rooting for him not to go prep then, basically, right? Because if he goes prep, that's probably going to be his senior year. Or could he go next year, you think? Uh, he could go next year. Like I said, his dad has been very outspoken about him not wanting to go to a prep. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't really understand. I don't know why, like, but I just know like that's been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been instances this year where um, was, like someone threw a ball at him. There was that <laughs> fight. People take cheap shots at him. And as a parent, he, you, you're going to want what's best for your kid. And if more of these situations keep happening, like, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying, but, um, what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, but isn't his team, like, I don't live where he plays, but isn't his team, mm-hmm. like, there, isn't it called Bates, whatever? Like, isn't it his dad's team or something? Oh, uh, for AAU, yeah, AAU. it is. Okay, my bad. Um. No, his, his high school is not, <laughs> yeah, but for AAU it is. Okay, so with all that being said, what's your... What do you think then? Do you think he does reclassify and go to Michigan State from what you know, or do you think, you know, it's it's still no one knows really? I think if I had if I had to put if I had to give a prediction right now, it would be that he reclasses and does go to Michigan State. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, as a Michigan State fan, I don't want to jinx anything. Um, and obviously, as someone that films high school basketball, I wouldn't complain if he stayed for a senior year. Yeah. Um, but. Right now, MSU is definitely the front runner. Mm-hmm. Um, just he has so many relationships with the guys, um, with with Gabe Brown, specifically with Rocket, with Cash. Like I mean, all signs are pointing at MSU. But then, as an MSU fan, I don't want to jinx anything. You know, we've we've had these <laughs> oh. situations happen before. This one does seem more certain than like a Jabari Parker or a Vernon Vernon Carey. Carey. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it's down to three schools, though, to be honest with you. I think it would be Michigan State, Kentucky, or Michigan. Uh I don't really think he's getting any attention from anyone else. I don't really think he's showing interest in anyone else. So, Um, Yeah, because, I mean, I know it sounds shitty, but I I really think Coach K is paying players, and he knows, like, he's not getting bait. That's probably why they're not showing interest. But with that being said, do you really think he could end up at Michigan? I know I tagged you in that thing that said – I mean, it just blows my mind why – I'm not being an ass, but I don't know why Howard's wasting his time. Like, it just seems unrealistic to me. Do you agree with that? I mean, I wouldn't say Howard's wasting his time. He looks – he would – people would be calling him out if he just let a kid in his own state, you know, go to the rivalry – the rival school, sorry, without even putting in any effort. But he has gone 
to uh, visit to Michigan. I don't know how many. Maybe multiple. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and I know Juwan Howard has been in to see him multiple times. And you don't see him going on visits anywhere else, really. Um, I know Kentucky, I don't think they've shown any big interest recently. Mm-hmm. But I know during the AAU season, I remember during the live period of there was only two coaches at one of his games, Tom Izzo and John Calipari. Yeah. Because everyone else is just assuming, okay, he's he's you know straight to the NBA or they have no shot. So, but um, yeah, I think we've covered everything. Um, but the last question I would probably have to ask to you is just just out of curiosity, not the major, but where do you think um Cassius is going to get drafted? I'm just curious what you think about that. Um, I honestly not really sure. I think. Probably I early second round. Obviously, I hope late first round because I want what's best for him. But I would assume probably late or not late second or somewhere second round. I don't know. It's really because with him, he's definitely a, a highly highly skilled player. Probably arguably the most skilled player in the draft. But NBA teams seem to like be scared of seniors, and he is undersized. And his game, it's tough to translate to the NBA, um, which is unfortunate for him because he was such an elite college player. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. I would say, um, like, the only – I could see him being, like, a Kyle Lowry if he goes to the right team. But um, mm-hmm. you don't think – I'm just, you know, confirming this. You don't think if they approve a senior, you know, they get another year of eligibility because the bullshit, you know, virus – not bullshit, yeah. but like the, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you don't see him coming back, right? Because I get these. I mean, every day, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I believe he's working on a master's degree right now, so mm-hmm. I could see that being something. If he doesn't, it depends on where his, um, where he's protected to go, probably. Mm-hmm. And it depends on other things like. Um, obviously, he went through a lot this year at Michigan State, so maybe he just wants to kind of close this chapter of his life with the championship, with the Big Ten championship, and move on. Yeah. I can see that too. I mean, no one really knows, mm-hmm. and I don't know how likely it is that the NCAA will even pass this or will even allow fifth-year seniors to come yeah. back due to the coronavirus. I think they already did. They already did the the fall winter ones. I don't, I don't for, even know. They, they they did for spring, but that's understandable because they're not going to play any games. Yeah, that's... I mean for for winter, most not most, but a lot of teams like they're already done. So yeah, that's true. Um, but I think we covered everything, man. Um, I appreciate yeah. you for joining me, though, bro. Uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I'll edit this, and obviously later you'll see it when you're tagged and all that stuff. So I'll get okay. followers and everything. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right.